Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where even a sickness won't keep us down. That's right. I finally got sick. It's been like 18 months, and I finally did it. I blame uh, I blame Daymok, open mouth kissing me. Who knows what he has anymore? Yeah, I'm not even sure what I have anymore, but toilet seats are just delicious, dude. <laughs> you heard him. We got Daymok on the show. Daymok, how you feeling, man? Uh, first, I want to apologize for last episode. <laughs> um, you never go full retarded, and I went full retarded, and if I offended anyone, well, fuck you. Don't listen. It's Daymar. Dude, you didn't go full retard. You went full potato. Yeah, it was pretty bad, but I'm still alive, and I'm still drinking, so fuck it. And ironically, we didn't get any death threats from it, which I really expected us to. Maybe they, maybe they just can't function with the email. <laughs> yeah, I guess all the people that we would have offended, they really can't use email very well. We're going to hell for that one. I'm just picturing them like screeching at their computer monitors because they're just so rage hurt. I can see it. I can see it. Uh, and you heard him. We got D joining us. D, how you feeling, man? Doing okay, dude. Doing okay. And Shadow Fox is somewhere in there playing something, probably with himself. How are you doing, man? Uh... We we got the recording of all that screaming I just did right before we started, so you're going to have to splice that in there in lieu of what I'm saying right now. <laughs> okay. We'll work on that. Just splice that right in there. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember that. And uh, we got Article joining us. Article, how's Apex Legends? It's pretty good. Pretty fun. I For some reason, I've been playing it today, and I've been sucking ass, so that's not fun. Aren't you like level 55 now or something? Yeah, I'm up there, which is why I shouldn't be doing poorly. But I've been like the worst on all of my team. That's all right. I'll jump in and play with you next, (laughs) and uh, then I'll do the worst. I hope somebody takes this curse from me, man. This is awful. Just remember that when I join you, you will never be the jump master. So there's that. That's It happens whether or not you're there. Like, it's just this game is biased against me. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. Um, I have had a hell of a week. I actually, the, I, I did a first, uh, Jesus Christ, I think a first in about 18 months. Um, I took a day off for being sick. I don't, uh, and, and stop me if I'm wrong, Damoc, I don't think I took a day off under your regime, did I? For, for being sick? I mean, vacation, yes, but not vacation. for actual sickness. Yeah, for vacation, I think you took maybe a week off, but other than that, even if you were feeling like shit, you were still showing up. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, I actually uh, I actually took a day off for being sick. That's how bad it was. Speaking of Daymok's regime, I now run his regime now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he does. And uh, Daymok, when you thought you were running into the ground, oh, Shadow just looked at you and said, hold my beer. Oh, yeah, shit show. That is what I have heard, but you know what? It's okay. He can have it. Well, most important segment, what is everybody drinking? Shadow, I always like to start with disappointment first. What are you drinking, man? Fuck you and the horse you rode it on. I will take that as Mountain Dew. I'm not even drinking that. Oh my god. <laughs> I you was playing the division city. up to like us starting. You have failed the city. The second one? Yeah, yeah, the second one. Is it good? We'll get into that later. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, he's going to be bouncing on about that. What are you drinking, Article? Or what are you partaking in, I should say? Um, something called Platinum Valley. It says sativa, but I'm not sure. I'm pretty kind of high right now. So, uh, okay, refresh my memory. There's sativas, and then there's indica. 
and CBD, but that's a whole different thing. Yeah, but CBD is like the painkiller version. Yeah, it's like the Tylenol of weed. Yeah, but like sativa is gets you high or... Yeah, it gets you like high, but it doesn't really... Like sativa is a kind of shit... If you ever see people that are stoned and they're like throwing a Frisbee around, they probably smoke sativa. Uh, but if you smoke indica, it's like you can barely watch cartoons. Like, oh, that's the rough stuff. So the ones where you walk in and you see people being part of the couch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> they become one, one organism. What about you, D? What are you drinking? Oh, I think he probably left. So, Damoc, what are you drinking? Ah. Uh... I am being a jackass, and I am double fisting. I have one Elysian Space Dust and one Devil's Backbone 16 point. I just switched between the four of them. Oh, yeah, the Space Dust. That's what I picked up when I was up there. How did uh, Sheila, Sheila takes that, right? Yeah, uh, she really likes it. She's been drinking it a whole bunch, so I started drinking it as well. And then we get to 16 point, and I just start making Nice. And we're just going to say that uh, D is gargling rhino cum. That's what he's drinking. Because he's not here and we can say what he's drinking for him. Better not be endangered. Oh, no, dude, it's white rhino cum. That's, uh, he's, he's trying to, he was trying to, I don't know, extract some. He's just didn't, fi- he did, didn't figure out that he had to, what he had to do with it. He just you know, figured he had to gargle and drink it himself. He's, uh, he's pretending he's Captain Planet. I don't know. I myself, even though I should not be drinking... Uh, except for NyQuil, which is actually going to be the shot I take after I drink this. I am drinking a Boulevard Brewing Company Whiskey Barrel Stout. Uh, this is actually, I think this is, I think this is the one that I picked up when I was up at your place, Damoc. It's a barrel-aged Imperial Stout. It's quite nice. It's It's got a lot of, uh, a lot of stouty flavor with just a hint of bourbon, that bourbon charred oak taste in the background. Uh, at 11.8%, it is actually a bit of a creeper. One of these bottles will will start you off at a nice warm pace. Uh, four of them get you off to a nice, nice greasy breakfast in the morning. Oh, man. All right. Well, Shadow, you're, you're, you're kicking on. You're already posting pictures of what's going on here. You got to give us some state of games. Tell us. Tell us about the Division 2 since before you did not like it. So I want to hear what your change is now. All right, so let me go back to Monday. Yeah, I think it was Monday. Um, so the division is really a social game at its at its core. It is a social game, and it is unforgiving when you are alone. It is, and I I retract my previous statement uh, about it not being playable single player. It is playable single player, but yeah. So I uninstalled it because I was mad at it, and a f- coworker slash friend suggested that I give it another shot, and I have, and I've been dying less. But it's it's like Borderlands in the the loot shooting, a lot of enemies, a lot of armor things going on, but it doesn't play like Borderlands. It plays like a tactical shooter still, and getting flanked sucks. But I'm only dying like once an hour. Yeah, but that uh, when you say tactical shooter, it's uh, it's not tactical shooter as in, hey, a couple rounds, drop a person. It's a tactical shooter as in, I've got to hide, and I've got to shoot, and I've got to hide, and I've got to shoot. Yeah, it's 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 not like Wildlands or anything where one or two bullets are going to do it. You're It's still cutting through armor. You're still dumping, you know, five, ten rounds into low-level targets. But y- you got to keep moving around but still staying in cover. It's... 
it's definitely interesting and it gets a little bit better as you unlock more and more gear but you have to stay on top of your gear levels is what i've discovered and there are going to be stupid deaths i had one before we started where i was just walking down the street and some guys walked out of a house and of course it was a heavy machine gunner and he ripped off all my armor in half a second so it's you're gonna die if you're playing by yourself and it kind of sucks having to go back to where you were because it's a lot of walking but as far as the environment, DC is great. I think they've done a fairly good uh, recreation of the city to the point where last time I went to DC, we went and got pizza from this place. And uh, while the pizza place isn't in the game, the patio with all the tables is, and the building looks the exact same, well, close enough, that if I didn't know I was looking for the pizza place, I would have walked by it and had really bad deja vu. And then I killed 20 people there in the game. I should probably specify that. DC police is looking for me now. I was going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you you uh, post faces that with in the game, because otherwise we probably would have had the one dude from DC listening going, holy shit, that's where that that's who's responsible for this shootout. Y- yes, FBI. I have not actually killed anybody. Please do not come after me. And just like the nice friends we are, we would have ratted your ass out, save our skins. <laughs> oh, little fuck us. <laughs> I would have uh, I would have been sitting here and they would have Googled GNA podcast and found my home address and I would have been, oh, crap in it. So hopefully if Cecil remembers when he goes to edit this audio, there was a good five minutes of me screaming, running around. Um, he should definitely put that in there somewhere. It's hilarious. Absolutely hairyless. Hairyless. So hairyless. What about you, Article? What's your city games there, man? Um, pretty good. As was mentioned, I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends. It's kind of a fun time. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. <laughs> hey, man. When you got a break, you got you to gotta dig into something, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been soaking up this break. What about you, D? What's your city games there, guy? Well, bought a couple more games for the Switch. I started playing um, that new Yoshi game that came out on the Switch with the kids. Like Yoshi's Crafted World or something. Oh, yeah. I saw yeah, that news. And I also picked up uh, Code of Princess EX on the Switch. Kind of, it's a remake of the one that was on the 3DS, but this one has added content and stuff, so it's a fun little RPG. So I've just been playing, you know, same old few games. I uh, haven't finished them yet, so just been kind of on track, doing the same thing. Nice. Alrighty. Well, on that note, uh, what's your city games there? Uh, it's all good. Hey, uh, so Damoc, what's your city games there, man? Uh, I picked up Far Cry 5. <laughs> I grabbed uh, Far Cry 5 on sale, and I've played a bit of that, but mostly it's been taking the girls out to skateboard and show them how to skateboard. I've spent a lot of time outside this last week. I'm ashamed of myself. I'm proud of you, man. Like, getting outside instead of sitting sitting in front of a friggin' uh, screen? Like, dude, that's, that's way better. I ran my ass off one day, and then the next day I could barely feel my legs. Still had to go to work. I know how you feel. I've been there. I uh, I can I can vividly remember having to or going to Killington and snowboarding the entire day, getting back literally to the point where my legs were cramping and I couldn't I couldn't fall asleep because my legs were cramping so bad. Waking up the next day, having to drive the hour into work, get to work, only to find out that I'm going to be driving for the next four hours. And I'm like, oh God, being in a car is the worst thing possible. Really? Yeah, I'd be pissed off if I had four more hours of driving. I just oh, chased the yeah. kids up and down the street on their skateboard while I was racing them on foot. They were racing on skateboards. And we were having a blast. It was a really good time. But wow, my legs the next day. I Thank God for ibuprofen. 
Oh crap! I still gotta come up and watch Friday the Thirteenth. She got her grades up yet? Uh, yes, her grades have improved a bit, so you should probably come over one of these weekends. All right, I'll plan. I'll see what's going on next weekend then. See if the uh, the wife will let me go. I was not going to invite you because it was going to be a, a me and the girlfriend thing. We're going to a brewery tomorrow. It's local in Fredericksburg. And yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good. And then God invited himself, even though he doesn't drink. And he just said he'll be our DJ. So brewery tomorrow. Um, if uh, It all depends on if I wake up and I feel like even part of a man. Um. Yeah, my state of games is actually pretty damn simple. I've been playing some Apex Legends. Uh, I've been playing some Tarkov. Tarkov is stupid fun. Um, what else was I? I was playing something else. So I was playing Borderlands. I finally got through uh, the main main screen of, or the main uh, storyline of Borderlands again. And I finished up Tomb Raider. So I was pretty excited about finishing up Tomb Raider. And I actually was playing Counter-Strike with one of our community members, IC33. Uh, we jumped in there. It was his first time playing Counter-Strike, so he got to hear basically just like 15 people saying trash just ex- incessantly. Um, it's actually pretty funny because the guys who were saying trash were actually trash. Uh, so it was pretty entertaining to to witness. But man, I haven't played Counter-Strike. Wow. Let me think here. When's the last time I played Counter-Strike? I think it was about six or so months ago. I jumped on and I was on uh, Counter-Strike Source. Yeah, fun, fun game. But man, it's totally different jumping into Counter-Strike when you've been playing every other game in the world. But just uh, just simply like, you know, zooming in to use your sights. You kind of get used to that. And then Counter-Strike, you're like, oh shit, I can't do that. It's entertaining. Well, I would be lying if I said that there was a topic for tonight. Honestly, I pretty much thought we would just spend the entire show apologizing to... Uh, pretty much every entity out there that we've insulted in the past i don't know week or so but damoc already took care of that at the beginning so uh i didn't have to beat that out of him yeah i figured it was best to just get it out of the way and be done with it (laughs) yeah zyberblood really did not uh find that entertaining which is is surprising because usually the racy stuff usually the the off-color stuff zyber is the first one to laugh at and he really didn't find it funny at all. No, he really didn't. And I was a little, like, taken back by that. I was like, you really didn't think any part of it was funny? It was like, everybody else seemed to be in tears. He's like, no, that ruined the show. You guys had a great episode until then. I was like, oh, fuck. I know, I know. And, like, I, it, it was, so it was funny. And even listening to it again, I still laughed at it. And it was mostly about the point where you said, fuck your mother. <laughs> That's where all of a sudden it it went really funny for me, um, but yeah, I was uh, I, I was mildly surprised. So I guess now we've got to step up our game. We really got to make Zyber laugh. I got to figure we got to figure out how to make him laugh while listening to the show again. But yeah, I know I got nothing too. Where's Zyber? <clears throat> the fuck did I miss? Did you listen to the last the last episode, Shadow? You know the answer to that. So yeah, you need to go listen to that because. You might not want to be associated with this show anymore. Yeah, FBI, they're the ones that killed all the people in D.C. Yeah, I got asked uh, by Icy if I got my chocolate. I had to tell him no. <laughs> well, actually, it's on the way. I ordered it for you. It has uh, Chaka, Choco Laka or Loka on it. 
Yeah, so I'm gonna die. But I guess that is a punishment that fits the crime. I got it. Oh, look at her go! Look at her on the skateboard! I was even nice enough to let the boyfriend come over and ride on my skateboard next. Ah, those pictures are terrible. Did you push him down? Did you, like, knock him over once just to let him know who's boss? No, uh, I actually like the kid. He's very respectful, very straightforward. I was like, damn, um, I don't know. I like him. Ha, it's a trap. Well, there's actually, uh, so, as I said, normally we've got some sort of topic to talk about, but today, really nothing. But I see, uh, I see 33 asks a few questions there in, in Ask Your Questions. And honestly, he has some pretty good questions, some really like thought provoking questions. So I honestly thought we could just kind of crank into those and, and talk about it. You know, or I can sit here and complain about getting rubber bands put on my teeth. You know, whichever one of you guys want to do. I'm already masturbating, so whichever. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, he asks a lot of questions at work, so I already talked to him a whole bunch. I'm pretty sure that he has nothing insightful. To- well, okay, so let, let's go with this first question here. And this actually comes, uh, this actually inspired me to do a little research, too. But uh, do you think that with games having such big budgets to create it, it might be time to consider raising the price of games from $60? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of liking what they're doing these days. Like, I understand that they're doing the season passes and stuff and all that for money. But I'm the kind of person that just wants to play the base game. Like, I played a lot of Wildlands, and I have yet to buy a season pass for that. And if they just jacked the price up and included everything... I may not have got it in the first place. I know movies have um, huge budgets, and you know, yeah, yeah, that's like twenty, twenty-four bucks for a brand new, you know, Blu-ray uh, movie. So I mean, if enough people buy it, as long as they don't go outrageous with their costs, and plus they have, you know, some games do microtransactions, others DLC to make even more money. So, well, I yeah. mean, that's a, that's a, that's the thing is like, uh, you know, so so games have pretty much been around the fifty, sixty dollar range. For quite some time. I mean, back in the Nintendo days, there were some games that they kind of experimented with that were like eighty dollars. But I think I think they I think the market found out pretty early that like sixty dollars or fifty dollars is kind of that price point. And I don't know. I think personally, I think that that sixty dollar that sixty dollar price tag really is more of a mental thing now, where people just expect to pay that. And companies, I mean, you already mentioned it. Companies have already figured out that well. If we sell, you know, four million units of a sixty-dollar game, we make back X number of dollars. But we got to figure out how to make up the rest of the money, or make up money to continue to keep this game, you know, relevant. And microtransactions have been one of the big ones. Uh, see, sixty-dollar price tag and four million units sold. Yep. If we were in two thousand one, now you're looking at pre-orders going up into the. Teens, the high teens, the low 20s of millions of copies. So the price hasn't gone up. They are selling more copies. They're doing a lot of limited edition. I think DLC is okay. Microtransactions, I'm still very much against. That still seems like it's milking it for the most part. And I'm a huge fan of Borderlands. Borderlands milks the shit out of their product. They really, really do. Gearbox is milking it. Look what the last one came out over six years ago and there's so many upgrades and content and micro crap 
great game, but they're milking. In all fairness, though, the Borderlands DLCs have always been very, very good for what you get. Yeah, I disagree there. Oh, well, disagree. The arena, like, that was pretty much garbage. Yeah, the arenas are worthless, but the rest of the DLC I've loved. What do you got, D? I also think, to take into account that potentially the cost of making games has gone down. Uh, in a way. I mean, obviously, you know, it's they're big budget, they're doing more with the higher graphics and everything else, but they're selling a lot more games these days, um, digital copies, which means you don't have to spend the money in the discs and all the physical uh, media that goes with it to ship them out. You don't got the instruction book, the case, the, you know, the Blu-ray disc or whatever. Uh, plus, um, on top of that, um, with the pre-orders, a lot of times companies aren't just, sh- sh- you know, ship blasting their copies everywhere, hoping they're a sale. They're actually fine-tuning, like, sell- you know, giving certain amounts to certain areas. And sometimes you don't even get extra copies or only a couple extra copies other than pre-orders. So I think they fine-tuned it. Plus, although, yes, you know, they, they want to make more money, but they've also got to realize even though $60 has kind of become like a mental like price point and stuck in everybody's heads, people's pay effectively has pretty much gone down with inflation because nobody's pay is keeping up with the uh, raise of inflation. Pretty soon, nobody's going to be able to afford games anymore, and it's going to crash. Well, you, you actually bring up some great points. I mean, if you go back to 2001, there are more games being sold now than in 2001. So, I mean, that's, that's another great point. Is that there's you know the the volume of games being sold can somewhat make up for those bigger budgets. I mean, how much does a game like how much does a game cost? Like a big AAA title, how much does a game that game cost? Uh, rough estimates of people have come out and said the games can cost anywhere from forty million to about a hundred and twenty, depending on what they do with it. Uh, like, I mean, World of Warcraft is huge; they spent huge amounts of money on it. But something that, and, you know, fuck Call of Duty because I hate it, but Call of Duty being rehashed over and over and over again, it's costing them about $40 million to do scratch every time. So that's that's $40 million. So if, like, is is 4 million units sold? Is that is that a fair estimate for a AAA title? 4 million units sold? 4 million. No. 15 million is the average pre-order. Up to about thirty million pre-order copies. Yeah, you were going way low there. So, so fifty million times sixty dollars is nine hundred million. So, I, I, you know, I think still at sixty dollars, gaming companies are making money. But also take into account that it, it varies also because the ones that do a lot of the multiplayer have to have the servers and the upkeep to keep that up. But at the same time, it's like you know, are they are they hiring like say professional voice actors like you know celebrities from Hollywood? Or are they making a great single-person RPG? I think that can also vary drastically from company to company, too. Well, so this conversation came up, and I forget who it was with, but we were, we were talking about Final Fantasy and how Final Fantasy, how Square, actually, I think it might have been, actually, I, I think it was David Mason I was reading on his uh, on his Twitter, and I may have responded back, or I may have started talking to somebody about it, but it was how fin- at least Square can release a Final Fantasy game with so many like so long in between Final Fantasy iterations. And the question was, well, how the hell do they stay in business? But looking at these numbers to my, I mean, just look at these numbers. Final Fantasies have always been notoriously a single player experience. You know, you buy it, you play it, that's it. Now, if we're saying that 15 million or 30 million is really, you know, 30 million is a top end, high end game that 
you know, everybody's buying. I mean, that's, that's still, now you're getting into billions of dollars made off of one game. Well, that's friggin' how the hell they're, they're taking that long in between games. They can. Also don't, also don't forget, Square Enix owns a lot more IPs than you're giving it credit for. I mean, the Tomb Raider series is now under theirs. Oh yeah, yeah, they're under, yeah. they're under Enix. So, so, so Square Enix is, is a conglomerate, you know, they, they yeah. come together. But just, just looking at Square though, even, even back in the day, I mean, take a look at Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, but at the same time, you're forgetting that it may have been long periods in between like each Final Fantasy, but they had other IPs. I mean, they had Bushido Blade on the PlayStation before you had Final Fantasy VII. I mean, you had um, you know you had Einhander. You, you they have a lot of other like related oh, yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, but they're but they're big titles that you know them for. I mean, Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, like Bushido Blade is good, but let, let's 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 be on the level here. Bushido Blade wasn't one of their top sellers. It was no, good. but I'm just but I'm saying is they're do, they're also involved in a lot of projects and and other things with helping other smaller companies, and they also have their hand in the indies a little bit too. So they're doing stuff in between. They've always done stuff in between. Now there's something that you actually touched on right there. Square is really really into indie titles, like mm-hmm. more so than people know. And I didn't even know that until I started they have- researching this question. They all they even have a thing where they're actually encouraging people to kind of under their umbrella try to develop some indie games and if whoever wins it they'll actually help develop it. Yeah, which is friggin' stellar for a AAA title or for a AAA company to do something like that. It it's it's pretty cool. So, I'm pulling up sales numbers. The Witcher 3, very popular game, sold 33 million copies globally by the end of 2017. That game cost less than $15 million to make, and then they spent $15 million on the advertising. $30 million. That's almost $2 billion from that one game. Yeah. Minus about $60 million. yeah. Yeah, take off $60 million, because they sold $33 million roughly at the end, and that's 2017. Everybody's getting ramped up for new stuff. I mean, what, we're in 2019 already, so... Man, that amount of money is just making my dick too hard. I'm pretty confident that we can all agree that $60 price point is still a pretty decent price point. Yeah. I mean, I can, like, everybody complained when it went up. But maybe the reason, maybe one of the reasons it hasn't risen is because of digital sales, you know? Like, we always complain that digital sales is supposed to make games less expensive. Maybe this is the result. Like, well, it is an effect. It is an effect, actually. Everybody if, wants a piece of the pie. I mean, if you take a look at Steam taking what thirty percent, and I think the Epic Store was taking something like ten, ten percent. So I mean, everybody wants their piece of the pie. Right. But still, I mean, looking at Witcher Three alone, CD Projekt Red—that's that's two billion, almost two billion dollars. I mean, that that number off of one video game. Granted, how much time and effort went into making that game, but the budget to make that game. I mean, I hope every one of those programmers got a big fat bonus check for, Hey, you did a great job. Here's money. You know, damn well, the big fat bonus check just went straight to the CEO and the top management and nobody else. You know it. You know what? I actually, some, some companies don't necessarily do that. So I don't know. There are a few. There actually are a few. I I was just being uh, satirical and, uh, kind of, uh, you know, cynical, very cynical and, and satirical. I can totally understand that, but I hope, I mean, Judging that we didn't see massive uh, exodus of talent from CD Projekt Red, 
I'm assuming that they actually are utilizing their money correctly and they're paying their people properly. Not like what uh, Telltale Games did where they just completely mismanaged their money and pissed it all away. Yeah, that was surprising. I thought they were doing well. Uh, me too. Like that was a that was an, a complete like out of left field. Yeah, Telltale's closing. What? Their games are stupid popular. How the hell are they closing? We yeah. should invest the money, make some more IPs, or pay our, uh, our or reward our programmers. Uh, I have a different idea. What's that? Cocaine and strippers. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Let's just let's just work them until they're dead. Good old American way. Let's work them until they're just dead. What if it was like uh, microtransactions that? Do they have microtransactions? No, I mean, like, they got caught in a whirlwind of just purchasing microtransactions from, like, games they played, <laughs> and it bankrupted them. Okay, I get you now. Now I'm tracking. I was like, how the hell? I was like, I don't think there's a, that's, there's a single microtransaction in a Telltale game. However, if all the programmers got caught up in it, right. they have all the cosmetics from Destiny 2. Either, CEO is like, shit, shit, shit. Either that or they're the ones that bought all these fucking Pokemon games. Like, most of these are hitting the 22, 25 million copies per edition. What about, what What did Pokemon Go hit? That well, was pretty po- insane, wasn't Pokemon it? Pokemon Go is a download thing, but they're, that's making money off microtransactions. But, like, the normal, like, handheld games, like, the worst selling one was X and Y at 16 million. But most of them are hitting in the the mid 20 millions per copy that is gang and the thing the thing that i fucking love and i hate about the pokemon game is that they are the exact same fucking game oh yeah you got a formula just keep tweaking it every year not just that i mean they literally yeah it'll be like x and y sun and moon they're the same game with just different like final big pokemon there's just a few tweaks yeah and you've got two games each hitting 15 to 20 million units it's oh, just I think this is the combination, but yeah, it's smart tactic though. It does it does save money and it's enjoyable every time if you like it. I know I love Pokemon. Oh, dude, I'm I'm not one to down Pokemon. Pokemon nah. games, but man, Pokemon's it cool. Just pisses me off when I look at it. I'm like, like this is the same game I played the last iteration. There's just some a few extra Pokemon and a few extra mechanics, but it's yeah. literally like the same start every single time. It drives me nuts. And but they, yet we keep going back for more. They are fucking smart. Dude, I'm and, a fucking lemming lining up saying, here, take my money. And it's funny because most humans are. Because Sun and Moon try to deviate from the standard formula, and I didn't enjoy it. I'm like, give me back my goddamn gyms. Actually, I really enjoyed Sun and Moon. I didn't like it. Like, it was it was okay, but I did not enjoy it. I didn't even finish Ultra Sun. I even, I even enjoyed the uh, ones out on the Switch. Uh, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. Uh, but there's going to be some, uh, was it Sword and Shield coming out that are going to be traditional yes. Pokemon games only on the Switch? Um, I'm loving that. And like a, and like a horror, I'm going to go right back to <laughs> buy more Pokemon. But like Grand Theft Auto, like, okay, three sold 17, four sold 25 million, and then five, like, we're not even talking about DLC or anything, just the base game sold 100 million copies. Holy shit. And plus Jesus their online Christ. shit is just microtransactions across the board. They're raking in fucking money. Yeah. But, well, you also got to add in the, the added expense of running servers and shit, too. Which is nowhere near what people think they are. Dude, I can fire up a server for $3 a month. With all the, the cooling and everything? Dude, gameservers.com. Like $3 or, or $4 a month, depending on what you're looking for. And I can have a Call of Duty server fired up right now. 
And so they're not doing it as much as they used to, but like GTA 3, San Andreas, and Vice City, I'm pretty sure all just run on the same engine. So just updated assets. The this, the stuff's all there. That's probably why they haven't released a Grand Theft Auto 6 yet. But that's also why and you got like EA and you got other big companies that do stuff. They have stuff like, say, the sports games. They they sell a shit ton of copies. They're 60 bucks a pop. And they're the same game. It's same damn game. You know, same baseball. But it's what's cool about it, though, is, yes, there's, sometimes there's major revisions where they go up, you know, then another next-gen system. But the good thing about a lot of these where they just kind of reuse the same engine and just retweak assets is series like that actually give them the money to also veer and make stuff more unique, too. Because that is, uh, you know, they make a shit ton of that. And then you can take a chance with playing around with more, you know, oddball ideas for games, which is cool. Now, hold on. I, I want to point out one thing, though. So when it comes to, and, and typically, like, years past, I could agree with you, but as of the past decade or so, like the Maddens, the NBAs, mm-hmm. we've actually been making real quality changes to those games every iteration. Now, not every, well, so maybe not every iteration, but. No, not every, but like every other. So to just, just to kind of paint that as it's the same game just the next year, that is not fair to say because a lot of those sports games they have made, like just simply in. To a point. The advances they've made, well, just the advances that they've made in their AI players to, to be more, um, to be more realistic, to be yeah. more... Yeah, um... I think I didn't communicate well. What I was trying to say is, like, say, they do have big jumps, like, from, like, next gen, or they do have some big jumps. But think about it. Like, say, you get PlayStation 4, been out, like, say, four years, and you got four years of the games. They do make some tweaks. But how much of those assets, how much of that framework can they reuse? Quite a bit. Oh, but, absolutely. But, I mean, obviously, I mean, they don't just sit in their laurels and re-release the same game. I, I literally didn't explain myself. Well, what I mean is, they're not like, it's not like, say, I went from producing, say, you know, NBK or, or I mean, uh, MLB, you know, whatever year. And then I went and made, say, like a some action RPG. I mean, they're making pretty much the same framework. They're saving a lot of money and time uh, with that. But it allows for them to experiment and to have other cool titles. It really gives them a huge cash leap. And also, you could take some time in between making games, too. Well, also, uh, I mean, to get it it right. just, just simply it gives them a chance to experiment and really fine-tune the engine. It's exactly like what uh, I think Shadow was just talking about GTA. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same engine. It's just different assets, and they've been able to tweak and really mm-hmm. utilize that engine much in a much better fashion. And improve the AI and make all those really cool advancements, like you said. I mean, I, I mean, sorry, I made it sound like it's like, oh, just, you know, <laughs> just yeah, change yeah, yeah. the year. Scribble that out, change the year. I wasn't really explaining myself. Yeah, yeah, but, and I get you. I just, I just wanted to clarify that, you know, yeah. a, a lot of people, and, and granted, I'm, you know, don't, don't take it. I'm not, a, I'm not a sports game fan or fanatic. I enjoy them. I, I actually enjoy playing a football game every now and then. And I find the hockey games a lot of fun. Dude, I, I love NHL. I love yes. NHL games. I think they're really entertaining, especially from from being a person who's not a sports guy, to be able to jump in and just kind of play it and just kind of experience it a little bit and be like, all right, well, I'm not really a sports guy, but I enjoy the competition a little bit. Uh, but but just, just to clarify, I mean, those games have had, like, even between, I think, 2017 and 2018 Madden, there was a, a huge, huge jump, and I know from just playing from 2018 to 2019 Madden, there was a huge, huge jump, not only in graphics, but also in AI. Um, 
the AI was a lot more intuitive in 2019 versus 2018. Very true. Very true. But you're absolutely right. They did. They they do reuse a lot of the assets, which does give them a chance to really experiment with that engine. Just like in GTA, you know, the mm-hmm. the, the later inter- iterations as you go, you know, there's more stuff in San Andreas than in Vice City, and that's just because they've been allowed to tweak and really work with that engine and really make it make it their own. You know, make make it more. So you were mentioning Theft Auto by November seven. Auto five hundred, and that doesn't uh, count their microtransactions, cards, what edition? You're cutting out a little bit, guy. Um, am I still cutting out? No, no, yeah, now you're better. Uh, so Grand Theft Auto five by the end of November seventh, twenty eighteen, had over one hundred million copies sold, and that's Christ. I mean, that's three billion dollars at thirty dollars if everybody bought it on sale. Not including, they don't report their microtransactions, which they sell those shark cards in game. Yeah, that's just like, and that that tells me right there. I see thirty three. I hope you're listening. It tells me right there that that sixty dollar price point is a pretty damn good price point for for the units sold for for what they're making from it from their from games, even huge AAA titles being able to reuse assets, which we know that they do. Being able to reuse to have that 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 bulk that that base level stuff right there, I think sixty dollars is still a pretty decent price point. In fact, I'm actually happy that a lot of these indie titles are coming out and they're saying, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna we're not gonna make this a sixty dollar game. We're gonna make this a forty dollar game or a thirty dollar game." What's also cool though is is also the remakes that they're making like um, aren't coming out full priced either. Like the remakes of the HD remakes, they're also sitting at like you know thirty nine or whatever. Dude, and you know what? Some of those remakes that they're doing are really full friggin' engine overhauls on those games. And and they've added more content, too. And to be perfectly honest, there are some of those remakes that if they were released at $60, I would still pay the $60 to get it. Like this um, this brand new Coda Princess EX that I just picked up for the uh, Switch. It's it's a remake, you know, where they just, you know, upped it up a bit and everything else, but it's, it's 40 bucks, Brand new. Retail, so it's 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 pretty cool that they do that at least. Definitely. Well, let's get on to uh, IC thirty three. Actually, asked three different questions, which are all were pretty pretty decent questions. Um, so, second question: with this, blah, 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 blah. with the success of a lot of indie developers, do you still believe that AAA publishers like EA and Activision are still needed in today's gaming market? Well, nobody's made a like spiritual successor to gta 5 true i don't know how that answers the question though i would have to say yes okay can i, can I expand on my topic hold on hold on let's let shadow go what, go ahead what you got? all right so without like don't get me wrong the indie stuff can be good but the the super in-depth game are you going to get a witcher 3 style of game from an indie developer and i would say indie developer somebody with like 10 people on their team uh, a game of that scale, even just The Witcher, requires a, a big team that knows what they're doing and a lot of time to do it. Can the indie developer sustain themselves for the five-year development cycle or ten years if they're having to do it with just half the staff? Well, I guess my question there would be, do you consider Hello Games an indie de- Yeah, cut out there. Oh, did I cut out? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Would you consider Hello Games a indie developer? I don't know. I don't even know what they have. Damoc, what do they have? Uh, 
Sadly, I purchased that fucking game. They have No Man's Sky. And when that came out, how did that go? Uh, but but th that wasn't the question of how did it go, because they've been supporting it over the past, what, three years? And it's true, they've been able to support it because they got a lot of those sales up front, and yeah, they had to refund a lot, but uh, don't get me wrong, an indie studio can have a smash hit. I'm just busting your ball there, dude. Oh. I just I just picked the I just picked the one that I knew was like right there. Just that that's the thing. How many indie indie studios have that breakout title? It's not because they're incapable of making a good game. It's they're incapable of making that good game that's massive in scale. It's it's the difference between a bunch of amateur filmmakers. They can put out a good movie, but is it going to be as good as Endgame? Probably not. Or at least not as big in scale. That's a, that's a very good point. So scope wise, you're saying the triple A titles or AAA publishers will give you the larger scope of a game. Yeah, it's just they have the budget to do it. They can hire the staff. They can hire the resources. They can buy the resources. And I think that's unfortunately what a lot of it amounts to is at the end of the day, gear experience people are, are going to matter when creating something. I thought most publishers now, they've established a name and they just pay for a lot of the marketing. And since they have the reach and the marketing, they slap their name on it. People go nuts for it. Now, see, that's what I've been seeing a lot of. Like Activision slaps their name on something and it gets sold. Yeah. But I mean, also, I think we're, we're I mean, I think the main question is, is focusing on developers versus publishers because uh, publishers are doing that. Well, let's take a look. Let's, let me let me re let me re look at the question. No, he's specifically saying publishers. AAA publishers like EA. Oh, he said publishers. Oh, publishers. Oh, as opposed to developers. Oh, no, yeah. publishers aren't. Because that's a whole different ball game. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, no, publishers are worthless now. <laughs> okay. That was, a, that was a downshift pretty quick. Yeah, there's still... I stand by my answer. I mean, marketing is important if nobody knows what's going on, but there are plenty of games that are sleeper that, yeah, they take a little bit of time to build up. And yes, you could probably definitely make more money having the publisher doing the advertising up front, especially if it's online based. But for single player stuff, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal for multiplayer. Yes. If your entire game is like Black Ops 4 where it's multiplayer, then yeah, you're going to need a publisher. What do you got, D? I believe, yes, we still need those big publishers. Yes, they do slap their name on stuff. Yes, they do get their money's worth. And yes, they do do the marketing and everything else. But I think we're, we're also realizing there's a vital part of the publishers that we're forgetting. Is if you get a new upcoming indie uh, developer or, or a new developer, or somebody's got a new idea, the publishers will be the one that might take a chance and they give them the money up front to allow them to actually buy the assets, you know, hire the right people and actually invest money. They do allow these companies to spend the two to five to whatever amount of years to actually develop a good, uh, hopefully a good game. Uh, without the publishers to, you know, forward that money up front, a lot of these, uh, even good indie companies, wouldn't have a chance. That's actually a very, very good point that Dee brings up. It's just like with uh, record labels and musical artists. You know, a, a label will sign an artist and they will give them money up front basically to cover their costs and say, hey, look, here's money to... Here we're paying you to make this album beforehand, um, and that's a great, that's a very, very good point that that D brings up is that a lot of times these developers 
unless they're one or two guys that are doing it on the side, they're just doing it for fun or they're, you know, it's kind of their pet project or whatever. But yeah, these publishers are giving developers money. Take a look at what Activision did with Bungie. They gave them a lot of money to develop Destiny. Terrible investment, really. Now, you say that, but Destiny has sold a lot. And that was sarcasm. No, no, I mean, but no, no, you, you bring up a good point because Destiny is one of those hot and cold topics where you love it or you hate it. You know, there's, there doesn't seem to be a lot of in-between in there. It's So I think they still serve a purpose, but I think, like I said, if you're doing a single-player game, you might not get as many sales as you could, but I think with with the rise of Steam and, unfortunately, Epic, ugh, th- there are plenty of ways to get your game out without the publisher, especially in the digital sales. I don't, I don't know how it is for Xbox. Yes, but you still need to hire some damn good, like, you know, graphics artists, programmers. Yeah. And I don't know anybody that are going to say, you know, let's just take a chance and all get together. Most people are going to want to get paid for their time. Yeah. They got mouths to feed, bills to pay. It's just investors. And they still allow that. They still allow that. Too. I mean, you can get, if you can convince enough people like investors, but the publishers really make it more of a streamlined uh, a process. Yeah, but one one thing that actually comes up when you talk about uh, publishers and multiplayer games, like... Take a look at a game like Tarkov. I don't believe there's any AAA publisher backing Tarkov, and Tarkov has been building a lot of steam. Tarkov and CD Projekt Red seem to be an exception to the rule, but not certainly the trend, because Tarkov, they started with a relatively big investment, and it was at first a group of friends developing, and it went further and further and further, that's why it's taking so long to develop that game. It's a great game, and it's taking a really long time. People are just now hearing about it because Battle Royale has kind of just killed everyone's view of first-person shooters for the most part. Yeah, but Tarkov is kind of like a weird, like, small-scale Battle Royale PvE. So you get 10 or 15 players loaded on a map with a whole bunch of PvE. Man, the developers don't even have their own Wikipedia page. <laughs> that's and there's they are self-publishers so it it can be done it's just a lot more difficult and i think we had what i forget like gofundme for video game development and i think that's re- led to the rise of a lot of uh games being pushed oh, on steam as yeah, alpha and kickstarter too that they've done yeah. a lot to it i mean hell the, the one of the games that i'm really looking forward to that's coming out in june the 13th doll i mean as soon as I saw that was coming out, as soon as I, as soon as it got on my radar that it was actually coming out, I immediately bought it. Like I'm like, this is going to be mine. I'm going to play this no matter what. But I think there's also an, another uh, point here is that, yeah, you, you could do the GoFundMe's, the Kickstarters, but the problem with that is, is there's been a lot of um, stuff going on. A lot of you know people just taking the money and running, not not doing it, failing. So there's a lot of mistrust. At least the publishers, if, when you see a big publisher name put their name behind it, you go, I'm going to invest some money. I'm going to put some money down and buy that. I'm going to pre-order that because this is being backed by, you know, like, you know, Square, EA, Active, you know, all those big guys. They're going to be like, you know what? This is coming because they're backing it. Yeah, there's that, a lot more trust. That's a great point because the only game that I can cognitively remember that said it was coming out and then got pulled was Silent Hills. But how many of these um, Kickstarters did I start following? How many did I actually put some money on that? I thought, man, this is going to be awesome. Oh, and then it's like, they're gone. Dozens. I, I, can, yeah. I, can, I can probably go onto my Kickstarter page and tell you at least a dozen projects that I backed and ended up failing. 
And I haven't gone back on Kickstarter or really paid much attention to it in quite a while. I'm just kind of, a lot of people really get disillusioned with it when you get, you know, burned a few times. And it sucks because there's a lot of great projects on there. And really, you know, it's just, I I think it just boils down to the same thing that happened with Telltale, just poor management of money. Or, Or just burned out or somebody bit off more they can chew or... But that's the thing is when you get a publisher, they're pretty cautious of who they pick. You've got to really, you know, state your case. And then they can provide at least the resources to have the best chance of it being really successful. And that's what I think is important. Well, anybody else got anything to say on this question? Well, like, so I'm going through the list of games released by indie developers. And I mean, I, I think right now, at least, uh, D is incredibly right because I'm only seeing one game on here so far that I actually like play in any amount and that's city skylines and mostly because sim city the newest one sucked so I guess right now to really get out there you still need a publisher now see I, I now I disagree with you um, only because there's a lot of great indie games that I play a lot of you know one of them of course being Arkad that we just talked about uh, Starbound um I think Terraria was an indie game at first. Yes, it was. And also, one super large one that started indie was actually Minecraft in the beginning. Yeah, Minecraft was an indie game. Um, So I I think there's a lot of indie games that I I enjoy. But see, the thing that I found with indie games, uh, you know, indie games, sans uh, major publishers, I should say, is that while, while they lack in a lot of the spectacular detail, you know, they don't, they don't look nearly as good. Like I'm not going to go find an indie game that looks as good as, you know, the division or Skyrim or anything like that. I don't think I'm going to go out there and there's been a few that have been close. Yeah. But those games have been few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real. um, Like either what I found when you find an indie game that looks that good is it turns out to be really short. Like, there was a game that came out Outland on... Outland wasn't bad. Which one? Remember, uh, was it, it was Outlast. Outlast was pretty good. The graphics weren't, like, I mean, absolutely spectacular, but they were really good, and you had decent content for an indie game. Outlast was really good. No, 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 no. It, it really was good um, for, for an indie game. Like, like, Don't Knock Twice. That game looked really, really good, but it was stupid short. Yeah. Uh, there was another one. I think it's called Colat or Colate or something like that. It's uh, K-H-O-L-A-T. That game looks incredible, but is incredibly short. So it's it's one of those, you, you, you know, it's one of those, it, it's kind of your, you either get a really, really great story, but it doesn't technically, you know, come up to par with the AAA title, or you get something that comes up to par with the AAA title, but is you know, an eighth of the length. I mean, if I can get 60 hours out of a game, I generally consider it worth the investment. I mostly buy everything on discount, but as long as you're hitting 60 hours, I think it's worthwhile. And there, and there's a few games that are, that are indie games that I think I'm hitting 60 hours on, but like, just, just to, just to point out, don't knock twice. I think I went through that in an hour on the 24 hour stream or maybe an hour and a half on the 24 hour stream. That was the entire game. I made it through it. Um, but there are some games that I think I've played many more hours of as an indie title, like Space Engineers. I've played a decent amount of time in Space Engineers, and that's an indie title. Graveyard Keeper. 
Graveyard Keeper. Jesus Christ. Graveyard Keeper I've dumped so much time into. And that game is literally stupid repetitive. It's Dead Cells. Stuff. Yeah. Dead Cells. There you go. It's so sad that some of these games like, you know, like Graveyard Keeper and that, I could just sit there and go, I'll just spend a few minutes like I can't have been. Holy what happened of the day. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like I'll, I'll start on Graveyard Keeper. And that's why I stay away from that game now. I would hmm. start on that game after the show. Like, like take tonight. I would start on Grave, Graveyard Keeper after the show. At some point in time, I would look at the window and go, is the sun coming up? Shit. Point of contention, Borderlands. Like, oh, yeah. Be- between the three games, so Borderlands 1, 154 hours, Borderlands 2, 331 hours, and Borderlands 3, 359 hours. So these, these AAA studios can still make a, well, I wouldn't say Borderlands is the best looking game in the world. It's kind of like halfway in between, but they can create long games that have tons of replay value. Okay, so here's a game that I played back in the 90s, and I've gone through this game at least a dozen times. The Seventh Guest. I rebought it on Steam, and I've already got two hours into that game. And granted, I've already done every puzzle in that game at least a dozen times. And I still jump back and play it. And that's from a defunct studio now. It's uh, Trilobite. Shit, I think I remember that studio. Yeah, they, they didn't have too many games, but they, uh, they, they still had... Uh, they still had some good games. Like here, here's one, Faster Than Light. I've got 36 hours into Faster Than Light. If anybody's played Faster Than Light, it is the simplest, stupidest, shortest game that you can possibly friggin' play. I've got 36 hours into it. Also, on the other, other, other flip side, I really hate the fact that some publishers have this crazy expectation on their investment, and if they don't hit that quota, even if it's a successful studio, they'll still close it down. Yeah. Looking at you, EA... Yeah, Visceral Studios. Westwood. Yeah, I've got 29 hours in the Graveyard Keeper on Steam. That's that's excluding the time I played that what, what Damoc sent me. That's excluding all of that time. Wait, what was the question? I, I get I, well, we kind of deviated. It was it was our AAA publishers like EA and Activision. Are they still needed today? Needed? I don't know. I I think needed is a strong word. Um. I think they still have their function today, but I think we've already proven that there's a lot of games out there that have been very successful without one of those publishers. Like, dude, okay, so here's a stupid one that just came, that dropped on me because my friggin' kid, Five Nights at Freddy's. That game has made a stupid amount of money, and it's a $5 or $3 game on an Android phone. And all the marketing, like all the merchandising, too. There's oh, all dude. kinds of figures. Oh. Yeah, just a stupid amount of money. So are they needed? No. Do they give the customer a sense of, uh, uh, I don't know, like what D was saying, a, a sense of uh, stability? I think, you know, when I see, even when I see actors, even when I yeah. see EA, I look at that and I say, all right, well, they're going to fuck this up. I know they are. But at least it'll be a big fuck up instead of a little under the carpet one. You know they're dependable. At least the game will get released. Exactly. At least the game will get released. Maybe when it shouldn't have Andromeda. Oh, God. Don't bring that up, man. That's such an open wound still. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It hurts me, too. I fucking love that trilogy. Well, next time we see you, we're going to bring the salt, Shadow. You keep opening up those wounds. Oh, yeah. We'll bring the salt. I got some sea salt right here for you, buddy. Oh, man. Anyways, next question that IC33 had. Actually, if you're wondering, yeah. 
IC33 was the only person who asked any questions. So we're just making a show about him right now. But they were good questions. That guy had some really good stuff. They really are good questions. Um, this one, I don't know. This one, people may not know off the top of their head. Uh, but I think it'll I think it'll be an interesting conversation. What controversy in, in the gaming community as a whole has made you ashamed to be part of it? Now, this one... Let's say let, let's let, let's go around the room and actually ask everybody individually. But let's kind of pontificate on this. So, Shadow, you just said the hot coffee mod. Explain that. So, I guess I guess sex in video games wasn't really a thing when San Andreas came out. I don't know. I was still a teenager, and now I'm sitting here playing The Witcher, and there's there's sex with tits out. But back when hot coffee came out, like it was a mod that you had to do on, I think it only worked on PC, that enabled you to have sex with NPCs. And it wasn't like anything weird. It was just, it was clothed sex. And it was originally code put in the game that they said, yeah, never mind, screw it. And this was a mature rated game. But holy shit, the fact that it was talked about for years on end, just, I don't understand why. Because now it's it's a routine thing in video games. Well, I think it's important to specify, and, and you kind of glazed over it. It's important to specify that this was code that was in the game. The hot coffee mod was not something that somebody put in and they did anything. They just unlocked code that was already in the game. I think it's because there's a large amount of assumptions built on the premise that video games are geared towards children. The stupid mothers that thought GTA was for their kids, despite the fact the title's Grand Theft right. Auto. Right, so that that would anger somebody who thought that this was like just a fun game, or and in reality it's like adult oriented, which is probably our fault uh, a lot more than any other generation because we all like grew up with games, but then we became adults and we're like these games suck. Give us blood and gore, and you know what I mean. Well, I think a lot of the controversies in just the video game world have come from the angry soccer moms and dads. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's 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 innocuous things that we don't think this is a problem, but mom or dad walked in on their kid beating a hooker to get the money back. I mean, it's not right. We all know it's not right, but it's I mean, it's a fucking video game. Yeah, right. that's the point of a video game. It's supposed to be a fantasy world. It doesn't mean that you're inherently a bad person, but what what is it the um grandparents play video games and they had the grandparents play gta they went oh, out yeah. and killed people too it's just, just fun yeah it's just a fun thing to do in a video game yeah i don't want to get chased by like helicopters in real life that'd be terrifying well, speak for yourself i assume a, being in a firefight's not fun i can't yeah. speak to that but somebody here probably could yes it's it's, it's actually not fun not at all vr is gonna fuck your world up dude Oh man! <laughs> yeah, actually, I probably have flashbacks, and my wife will be like, "Son of a bitch!" Just be like seizing on the living room floor. <laughs> Hell yeah! Don't play Tarkov. But it'd be funny because like you'd go back the next, you'd find him again and again in like the same passed out spot on the carpet. Be like, dude, what are you fucking doing? I I don't learn my lesson. I don't learn my lesson. You're like, I want to fucking play it, damn it! You just hear him shouting, "Where the fuck's my magazine?" Yeah, now the the real the the real plot twist here is he didn't knock he didn't get knocked out because of the shock of playing the game. He got knocked out because he. Is there a punchline for that? No, no, it really sounded better in my head. <laughs> Granted, I'm really doped up on Nyquil right now, so I already took that shot. 
Now, are we talking video games that have caused controversies or controversies in the video game area where you're ashamed to be a part of the gaming scene? Yeah, I don't really understand the question. I believe he meant it as gaming as a whole, because that was like open to all gaming, not just... I think it's gaming as a whole. Like, you could probably include Gamergate or the Ubisoft controversy. I think you could include all of that into one package and say, yeah, it all counts. What do you got, Damoc? Uh, it's Gamergate. I was absolutely ashamed to be a white male that played video games and talked about it for a while. All right, explain all... Gamergate for people who don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. It's it's a really fucked up, weird, doesn't make total sense type thing. Apparently, a female game maker was approached by reporters and said, hey, suck my dick if you want a good review type stuff. And she went all crazy on the the entire reporting scene for games for like every major game review uh, company out there and called them all sexist, and she got death threats, and they got the whole Twitter shit that blew up saying they were going to find her and rape her and do all these horrible things, and it got worse and worse and worse, and people just got on and keyboard commandos on the forums and everywhere that they could and started blasting her and making shit up about her, and then she kept making shit up as well because a lot of what she was saying was refuted and they had evidence to back it there were actual video conferences where she said oh yeah during this time and they're like no that's not what actually happened here's the video it became a huge thing but it made females afraid to talk to males who especially if you were a white male who was playing a video game because all of these keyboard fucking commandos just i'm gonna rape all these girls i'm gonna do all these horrible things and fuck girl gamers it was bad. Really, really, really bad. That was a shameful fucking thing. So were you a part of that? Like, I don't, I don't know. Was that, that was part of the question too, right? Uh, I was not part of Gamergate. I found, I was in the military at the time deployed. And when I came back, it was like, if you wear a t-shirt with a video game logo on it, people would not, they would cross the street to get away from you. It was kind of weird. And I didn't know what was going on. It took me a while to try and catch up on things. and. It was just a huge mess, but at that point, you're like, okay, I'm not going to wear any game merchandise at all whatsoever. None of the t-shirts that I liked, you can't talk about video games anymore. People go, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. That kind of echoes a lot of the other arguments the country is currently having. It makes sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. What about you, Article? You got any controversies that you can think of? be that just make you ashamed of being part of the gaming community i mean i don't know what like i don't know what the controversy would be you know i I can't think of any like the gamergate one that i remember hearing about it but i'd never cared enough to look into it because i just i don't know generally when social arguments pop up i'm like i don't even care i don't want to hear it (laughs) um but yeah i'm not aware of any controversy i mean i'm aware that people are upset about like you know DLC, all that crap, but I can't think of actively being a part of any any kind of move. I, I, I the only movements I tend to be a part of are my own. So <laughs> and, and and infrequent and loose they are. Yeah, come get some. 
What about you, D? Any controversy you can think of that just make you really ashamed of being a part of the gaming community because of it? Yeah, I mean, I could pick one uh, one out, but I mean, let, let's first uh, put this forward: is that I'm kind of ashamed of being a part of the entire human race as is. Oh well, yeah, let, <laughs> yeah, we can go. We can have a whole. Show. Let's just focus on gaming. Yeah, but um, just recently, one of the top uh, Magic: The Gathering tournament players uh, got booted because he's been sexually harassing and just being a douchebag towards women. And I think basically, I, I think basically just being you know the sexually harassing, you know, the rapey type shit amongst um game that's been prolific in gaming culture is just kind of like come on dude stop being assholes yeah i'm sure they listen like, and i'm sure they heard you problem solved guys problem solved guys <laughs> if i got to see him face to face yes i could i could you know grab them by their neck beards and, and rattle the shit out of them but uh man, it's just it's just shitty it's like ah stop being such losers stop being such pieces of absolute shit yeah, I mean that's unfortunate, but we we and the same really... neckbeards like why why can't I find any gamer girlfriends or, or gamer girls? It's because you scare them all, you shitbag. You fucking scare them. Well, I I, I can uh, I think we've touched on actually before we even got to this question, we touched on a couple of controversies. One being the Kickstarter thing with so many scams on on games and Kickstarter, which I think is we haven't even touched that, not at all. We just, we talked we just talked about it a little bit, and I think I think that that alone really does make me ashamed of being um, part of the gaming community. But the one that really goes forefront to my mind when I think of controversy and really something that makes me being ashamed of being a gamer because these people are representing me as a gamer is the whole streaming controversy. And and I'll elaborate on that a little bit more about about people streaming and the toxic communities that develop from it and just the utter ignorance of and and, and I, I'm about to piss people off and I don't mean this I mean not all of you are are, are this way don't take it that way but there are a very I'm going to say a core group of you streamers that are completely ignorant of the fact that you are putting yourself out there and if you are unable to take the heat then you should get out of the kitchen because we've got people that are out there bitching and complaining about how they're being treated on stream or how people are treating them and, and they have the right to stream without being harassed look this this opinion may piss you off but no you don't if you put your face out there, it's exactly like when a celebrity, and I'm not comparing you to celebrities because I don't think there's any streamer out there that has reached celebrity status, in my opinion. Or politicians. Or politicians. <laughs> you put yourself out there, and you are literally painting a target on you for every crusty, disgusting person, just like Damoc, to come out of the woodwork and really, really get under your skin. Uh, are we going to gloss over PewDiePie, or... No, no, I was really just trying to see if I could gloss over that. Me calling Damoc crusty. Okay, well he is crusty, but yeah, they no, no, but like, let, let's, shit take, on. let's take PewDiePie. I mean, the guy. Okay, so I'm not going to say the guy's not popular. Now, why he's popular, I have no friggin' clue. You should watch some of his episodes. He's actually pretty funny. I have, and I and I don't really find him all that funny. I I find ha half the time I find him annoying to be to be at best. Um, oh, like him, Dr. Disrespect, I, I find them to be, and maybe it's just, I'm catching the streams where they're just being utterly annoying, 
but it seems every time I tune into some stream where they're the big players, I find it to be more annoying than anything else. It's like, how the hell did, you know, yeah, the, the, the person's good at games. Great. I mean, I'm good at a bunch of games, but I, I don't, I don't really think that most people want to watch me play a game just because I'm decent at it. I don't even watch you. Yeah. I barely even watch myself. I usually pass out in the middle of it. I'd be a streamer if I had a uh, personality that didn't match cardboard. My God. <laughs> so PewDiePie did not get his followers in a legit way. He was one of the first YouTubers to exploit the regional zones of YouTube. He's supposed to be locked to his home country and only posting videos there and getting subscribers from there. But then he jumped on a VPN and blah, blah, blah. He did something, exploited it, and that's how he got followers from all around the world before YouTube opened all of their videos to everyone. He also moved to the United States, too, so he actually got to switch zones, but he was still... Yeah, there was a bunch. But my point is, is that, like, PewDiePie... Now, he's done some pretty ignorant shit. <laughs> okay? Now, I, I feel ashamed to say that I am a gamer when people like PewDiePie are saying they are the elite gamers. They are the gamer of gamers. I actually look at that and I go, is it really that bad to pay somebody off to, to assassinate somebody? I mean, like, is that really frowned upon in this country? Wait, what? I don't think PewDiePie ever did that. No, no, no. I'm saying I want to assassinate the man. Oh, you probably shouldn't say that. That's for... Oh, yeah, go keep Keep going with this so the FBI stops looking into me. That's actually why I was doing the show. I was trying, <laughs> trying to get the heat. I was trying to get the heat off of you. Nice. No, nice. but I mean, like, like, the different controversies that show up around streamers are are just... They're, they're nothing more... Like, they are completely contrived drama just to get you more interested in them. What about the... Uh... And this is going to, like, really blow some people's stacks, the, uh, the whole controversy and the stress around the, uh, the titty streamers. The what? The, no, the, 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 the girls that pretty much flash almost everything that they possibly can to get subscribers and stuff like that. Yeah, they're Seriously. called titty. And, and, and then get offended because people are like, you're getting subscribers because you're flashing skin. <laughs> like, actually, like, naturally growing subscribers to anything... Like, yeah. without buying subscribers to start or basically showing skin is really difficult to do. I've had my Instagram up for, like, two years, and I only have 150 followers. And I think I'm a yeah. decent photographer. But then there are some people that literally have, have that many followers. 10 photos on their Instagram, and they have thousands of followers. But that's my point, is that, like, this, this whole this whole just BS that... Oh well, well, we subscribe to these people because they're they're you know they're they're the best or they're the funny. No, they're really not. That that's a, that's the thing that bugs me. And and they do they you know it's just okay. It's like when you get an actor who's really good at acting, and all of a sudden they get up on stage and they start spouting off their political views. Now I don't want to get into a political argument here. It's not my point. But my point is, if you're an actor. And you're spouting off your political views. You're, you're throwing yourself out there to be flamed. And you decided to go do that. You, you said, I'm going to, I'm using my stardom to put this out there and I'm going to get flamed. Now it would be the exact same thing as those actors turning around and saying, well, I have the right to say whatever I want, have my own views and, and I shouldn't be ostracized because of this. 
but they're not. They realize that if they say dumb shit, they have to face the music for saying their dumb shit. Now, flip over to these streamers. When they do dumb shit or they say dumb shit or they put themselves out there and then they're like, oh, well, I, I have the right to do this and, and I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be, uh, let, let's use the word, attacked because of this. They're not, they're, they're, nobody's coming up to them and punching them in their face, even though well, deserve in, it. In the case of PewDiePie, like, I think it was like the Times or some shit, they literally ran a smear campaign against him trying to paint him as a Nazi sympathizer. Like, that's part of where a lot of his popularity came from. They did, actually. They tried to nail him for a lot of stuff and take a lot of stuff way out of context. And yeah. so, so then PewDiePie often basically made a mockery out of them by, you know, doing kind of stupid shit surrounding the idea of it. But in, in reality, it was all satire. Like, I don't know. Well, I can't say all because I don't think I've seen all. But I've seen a bit, like, bits from that era. And I was, like, blown away by the coverage of it on our side of the fence over here. Versus, like, actually watching it go down. Like, they, they, the, the unbelievable amount of just intellectual dishonesty that went into the process of, of putting those reports together is disgusting. And so a lot of people tend to have negative views when they hear PewDiePie because they've heard, you know, oh, like him and there's something about the alt-right or whatever. And, like, I don't know, like, that stuff kind of fascinates me because I don't particularly... Like, I don't go out of my way to watch him. Every once in a while, I might see what he's up to or whatever. But there were a few that I thought were pretty entertaining, usually surrounding politics, because I tend to follow those uh, more than I should. Hey, Damoc, what did you have, man? Uh, I am just trying to figure out where the fuck you guys are watching gamers stream games that are not taking off their clothes. <laughs> True. That's a, that's a higher level tier. You need to subscribe more. Yeah, that's a tier three subscription. But let's be honest, guys. Let's be honest. Ninety percent of our, our our society is fake. So ninety percent of it's all bullshit. I know. I know. That's a, that's a thing that just makes me like. It permeates everything. Like everything is the, fake and made up. And there are some streamers like, out there that I really, really enjoy watching, and and not because, not because they're flash and skin, or because they're really good at games or anything like that. It's because they're real. They're just. A person that's pretty subjective though right and 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 but but they're not they're not trying to drum up in fact they're not trying to drum up drama just to get their name out there in fact they're trying to avoid drama as much as humanly possible because that's the fake part of the whole thing and that that's the part that i feel that's the controversy that i feel embarrassed to be a gamer for huh. there is a, so much drama that people are just are, are are just forcing or they're just they're 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 manipulating drama to 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 make themselves seem more than they are it's really easy to nowadays though but that's my point is that that it's so easy to right yeah i, I kind of view it's yeah i agree with you there uh it's i view it like uh reality shows <laughs> Well, it's like the lowest hanging fruit. It's why I've grown to dislike like Colbert and like all the late night hosts because all they ever do is harp on the same dumb bullshit. And yeah, like that stuff gets annoying to me. So it's like I've never even like I don't subscribe to anybody on YouTube because I try to watch from like as many different areas as possible. I don't really find too many people that, that really hit the like kind of nails on the head the, the way I would have thought to myself. So I don't know, like, usually if I'm looking at anything, it'll be something stupid, like fucking Avengers um, outtakes or something. 
take a look at uh, Splattercat Gaming on YouTube. He just plays indie games. He gives decent reviews about them. He just screws around. He has fun. Uh, but it's no crazy controversy over this, that, or the other thing. He doesn't get all crazy about his personal life. It's just indie games. Oh, I don't, I don't mind when people go into that sort of stuff. Provided, like, there's this one girl I followed who was like, um, I think her name was like Shitty Robots. And she went into her personal life because she wound up actually uh, having, a, I think, a brain tumor. And that was, like, scary because everybody's like, what? And it, was she the one that was actually into, like, science and robotics and yeah. did a lot of cool shit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she wanted to, like, really detail what it's really like just for people that might suffer from similar circumstances. Well, no, it it wasn't. She didn't like create her channel because she got cancer or whatever. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, that's why she went into that portion, the cancer portion. No, she started her her whole thing just to show science and technology. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so it was like when it happened to her, I was like, yeah, that's fair. Like, please, you know, use what, whatever means you think you need to 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 feel like a little better about your situation. That's well, that's that and raise great. up some money to pay those asshole bills. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> those same, medical bills. Same and. And I don't mind supporting people like that, but like a, a, a great example of somebody that I just find like super real is like Shesman. He'll, he'll go on and he'll play a game like Painkiller or something, and he'll just be digging into the game and he'll be working the crowd because, you know, he's a showman. He's working the crowd and stuff, but he's just digging the freaking game. And then I'll have a complete other stream where he's just, he's drawing and he's, he's talking about how he's drawn and how he got his inspiration for some specific drawing or some specific animation. He's a cool dude, though. I like him. He is, and I, and I really dig, like, he's a guy that I really dig watching. Even though I don't talk in his chat all the time, I really dig watching whenever I see a stream come up because he's, you know, he's Video got game. that real touch to him. Where I Video watch, game Bob Ross. Yeah, well, like, when, you, when I watch people like, or when I watched, I can't say I watch them constantly because I don't, but I, when, I, when I watch people like, PewDiePie when I jumped on I said well let me see what this guy's about he's like I watch him and I say I'm watching somebody who is acting who is this is not them this is not the person you talk to on a daily basis you know this has nothing to do with them they're just putting on a show because this is what he knows people want to see sure and why is that so bad though but he is a good businessman I mean he's actually nice in person and pretty intelligent, but it, it, he's making a shit ton of money, though. But I don't understand why it's bad for like somebody to see a niche in a market and be like, "I can fill that," because and, it's and fake. Go for it. So, like, some people don't—you don't have to tune into what's real. You know what I mean? Like, because it's fake, and he's trying to sell it as real. I mean, I don't get that impression. I, I certainly didn't get that impression. I—I I, I think, like, I see what you're saying. I just think that like people aren't going to PewDiePie. Like, that's not their. K through six, you know, like they're not expecting to be educated if they're watching PewDiePie. I should hope. Yeah, but they're putting the guy up on. They're putting people like him and Doctor Disrespect up on a pedestal where, yeah, really, uh, <laughs> there's no redeeming value out of either one. Yeah, but what that that's what I'm kind of trying to say is what say do we have in that? You know, we're 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 but a tiny cog in a giant wheel. True, you're absolutely right. Let's say. I'm not even an ass chrome. <laughs> no, but that's that's just when I look at when I look at gaming as a whole, that's that's my controversy that says I, I if that went away, I would feel much better about being a gamer. Mm. I don't yeah, I mean I guess I I just don't I never thought of connecting that to me. 
you know, like any kind of those scenarios. Um, I'm not like if if I hear about like I don't know I, I've never really been into the whole like video game culture of like watching people stream video games. Like I would be down to watch either one of my brothers play a video game, but that I think is just because that was a large part of my childhood because most most games were two player. Yeah, well, like I like I enjoy Geek and Sundry. Like, do you guys ever ever watch that? Yeah, yeah. They got yeah. like Critical Role and stuff like that. I, I I love watching that because I didn't. I don't. I don't know what that is. But oh, dude, it's it uh, it's Geek, Geek and Sundry. It's got um, like one of the top ones I can think of. They do a lot of different ga- uh, a lot of different um, content, but uh, one of them is Critical Role, where they sit around and there's actually it's ironically a bunch of like celebrities a lot of time playing uh playing D D or playing star trek rpg yeah. or vampire the masquerade or you know some of the white wolf they, they just play all different uh tabletop role playing games cool. i did check out um will wheaton used to have a channel doing that kind of stuff yeah and it's um, it's cool because when you watch it you're not you're not watching somebody like when i think will wheaton i think of like star trek and third or um ah, fuck. what's more sheldon my brain just melted that's oh, Big um, Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. So yeah. I, th- I think of those two when I think of Will Wheaton. And that's, you know, I'm watching that show for entertainment because that's what he's doing. He's acting. It's not real. Blah, blah, blah. But when I watch, like, Geek and Sundry, it's just a bunch of people hanging out, playing a game. Now, yeah, they're acting for the game, but they're just having fun. They're just, they're, they're not, they're not. They're not doing anything differently because they know that's what the customer wants to see. They're just playing a game. Yeah, I guess I guess that's my that's my difference between like the the major streamers and and who I enjoy watching is that when you're when you're playing it because you're playing it for a job to make money and you're doing the things that people want to see because you know that's what they want to see and that's going to make you money versus hey we're just hanging around and recording a podcast with a bunch of drunken idiots talking about Gamergate. Yeah, but I feel like that that is essentially how Joe Rogan got started. Oh, like, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know, like I, like, I like checking his podcast out sometimes. Yeah, he's fun. If you haven't watched the one with Alex Jones, oh my God, I so highly recommend it. <laughs> Alex Jones, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit retarded. <laughs> that dude is so fucking hilarious. Like, I know why people complain about him, obviously. He says a lot of zany shit. He's a conspiracy theorist nut job, but he's fucking funny. Yeah, like, it's just, yeah, I don't know what it is about him. There's just something that, it's like watching a human train wreck. (laughs) He may just be trolling the whole fucking lot of us, too. Well, that's the thing, is I do think he's smarter than he lets on. You know, like, and I think that a lot of times, whenever I've heard him talk anyway, which is usually, like, Joe Rogan, um... He's he's always talking about like from the perspective where he's like I'm not saying this is what happened I'm saying that this is what people are saying what happened and it's like okay like I get what you're saying but like that's not real reporting really <laughs> like I'm not saying it was aliens but uh, yeah exactly it was that's what, like, like that guy it, yeah so he would he would yeah exactly he would be like well I'm not saying it's aliens but I'm hearing people saying it's aliens you know like and it like that's the kind of shit that he, that he's trying to say and I'm like all right but. So you're yeah, saying it's know. aliens, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying he's it's like, aliens. He's like, believe what you want. <laughs> I don't know. That dude is just funny. Well, kind of like this whole thing like you know, we, we got into, just kind of spawning off that. I actually have a question to add. Hit it. If it could be anybody, you know, just to chill out, whether it be D&D or just gaming, whether it be a video game, D&D, or anything else, 
What would be the one celebrity that you would actually like to try to game with? And why? All right, Article, you first, man. Who you got? I'm trying to think because I, I feel like, you know, that, that age-old saying, never meet your heroes. Um, fuck, I don't know, man. I would like for it to be, hmm, I don't know. I, maybe, I feel like that's an awful joke. I want to say Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. Dude, that, that guy, in my mind's eye, that dude is like the coolest cat to hang out with. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he would just be, yeah. And plus, he would have like a lot of cool Iron Man memorabilia that I want to see. So Or steal. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, D? Answer your own question. What do you got? Honestly, I'd like to play D&D and with Ryan Reynolds. I think oh, that shit, shit would be hilarious. Yeah. You just made the right choice. Oh, You win. Yep, that's the best possible answer. That dude is pretty fucking funny. All right, I, I rescind it. Actually, could I happen to do like Robert Downey Jr. and Ryan Reynolds? Like, oh man, a mashup. Yeah. That would be that would be amazing. You know, what, you know what that would turn into? And Hugh Jackman. Have Hugh Jackman in the in the room yeah. too. <laughs> okay, even more. That'd be a great D and D campaign right there. That would turn into Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds, and Robert Downey Jr. playing D and D with nobody else. That's what that would turn into. Yeah, I would just watch it. I wouldn't care. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be even better almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that would be me videotaping it and just like literally sitting there going, just magic, let it happen, just go. Right, saying, occasionally saying some uh, suggestible things. Yeah, like, like get you flask. And then they go on for an hour about the flask. What about you, Damoc? There should be a superhero named the flask. Uh, I mean, Ryald Reynolds was probably the best answer. I would have gone with Gabe Newell. I bet he's, like, <laughs> hardcore nerdy and really fucking into it, and he's probably really cool to play with. Didn't we spend a whole show ragging on him? Actually, let me rephrase that. Didn't I spend a whole show ragging on him? Oh, is that the, the Half-Life guy? Yeah. Okay. All right, probably Shadow. pretty chill, chill to hang out with, though. Who do you got, uh, Shadow? I'm not going to top anybody, but can I slightly modify the question a little bit? Like famous person I'd like to go just do something with, I would love to just go shooting with Keanu Reeves. Jeez. Oh, yeah! Honestly, if I didn't pick Ryan Reynolds, that was my other choice would be to chill with, you know, Keanu Reeves is a cool, it just seems to be a cool yeah, dude. Yeah, he's just a cool dude. Plus, man, that guy can handle a fucking gun. And he's a good human being, actually. That guy's got such a tragic fucking story. <laughs> But then it's like, you know, but, but the plane got stranded. All the passengers got, you know, they had to cancel the flight. But he's like, well, oh, I'll just get everybody to where they need to go. It's like, dude's a fucking living superhero. He's a pretty cool cat. Can't, can't deny that. Yeah, shit. He, he's, he's like, he, with his tragic backstory and how good of a person, he'd be like Batman if Batman didn't turn into like an emo little bitch, you know? He's essentially Jesus. This is what it is. So here's my question. Does, does this person have to be alive or can it be a dead person? I say go for it. Doesn't I can matter. say any anybody you can imagine. If you can bring them back, anybody. So, like, there, there's a small subset of people that I I would really, really dig. Um, but if I got to choose one, I really would, like, truly, truly fucking dig jamming out with Hendrix. That'd be cool. Like, just, yeah. just sit down and just fucking plug in a guitar and just jam out with the man. And just, like, have my mind blown. Fun fact, actually, about Jimi Hendrix. He was extremely shy. Well, and, and, that's, and that's why. Because not a lot of people did that. 
that's why that's why i would really really dig just sitting down and there's so many people like i if, if anybody knows me they know i'm a rush fan and yes. yeah it would be sweet for me to sit down with getty and the fucking band and jam out but like seriously i don't think i don't think enough people got to hang out with hendrix just in his own kind of world and environment um and not saying that, that his cool. environment wasn't lsd laid but uh I just, I really think that it would be, I think it would be a life-changing event. Oh, no. Down and fucking jam with them. Uh-oh. Did, did you close your, uh, did you close your audacity? No. I fucking, oh, I've made a horrible mistake. I'm sorry, I'm playing a round of uh, Apex Legends. <laughs> I made a terrible mistake. You had the rest of us kind of scared and oh. just fucked the whole podcast. Oh, yeah, man, somehow. I was sitting there going, fuck me, I don't even know if Garrick was recording correctly. Well, at least, at least he's not whining like a little bitch being chased around, like I was. True. Well, shit. On that note, article, where people find you at? Uh, right here at this is article on Instagram at I got cronies and on Xbox Live at Outstanding CF2. Nice. What about you, Shadow? Where can people find you at? I'm actually looking at what my Instagram handle is because I don't actually know. Hang on a second. It's. <laughs> Speaking of the last episode, Frankenmeat. It's Morgan BS photo on Instagram. That's what I'm gonna say. Maybe I can get a follower or two out of this. Please like my photos. What about you, D? Where can people find you at? People could find me probably hiding now since <laughs> since that other episode. But no, uh, seriously, uh, people can find me on my website, microbrewgamers with a z instead of an s dot com. You can find me on my YouTube channel, also Twitter, Twitch. Instagram, same thing, Gamers. I also have a Facebook page. I've got my own Discord. And, of course, I'm trolling around on uh, GNA Podcast Discord, Yeah Dude Gamers, Slow Speed Run, uh, Josh of All Trades, and a few others. I'm just kind of bouncing around, but pretty easy to locate me. Very nice. What about you, Damoc? Where can people find you at? Uh, I troll the GNA Discord, and that's about it. Touche. And I'm Cecil Xavier, host. You can find me on Xavier everywhere else. PlayStation, Xbox, um, Facebook, Discord, pretty much almost every Discord D just named, uh, plus TPC Gamers, Battle Sloths, uh, I'm even on the Fantasy Grounds Discord, and Senscapes, if you've played any of the Senscape stuff. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast ad- or app. Reviews help people find the show, so if you enjoy listening to us, help, people, help other people find us. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, YourListen, and Spotify. Um, you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word. You can also join our Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We do game show night every first Saturday of every month uh, on Mixer at www.mixer.com forward slash GNA Podcast, where we play... Uh, we play Jackbox games and we give away free games to the winner. So uh, actually pretty much you get free games if you show up unless you say, I don't want games and then you don't get games, but that's up to you. We partnered up with humble bundle. At least we hope we're still partnered with humble, humble bundle after the last show. Um, who wants to tell us about humble bundle other than Daymok? Oh, what? No, <laughs> but, but should we give Daymok the chance to redeem himself? Oh, or is he just, yeah, but, no. as I was saying, I was like, he's like, I got this again. I'm like, you savage. Haven't the poor short bus kids had enough? Oh, God. All right. All right, Daymok. Like, oh, now geez. you got to take their lollipops, no, too. Fuck. No. T- tell us about it. Humble One. is <laughs> game.
purchasing service that we are with. What's that? I, I missed some of that. Are, are you are you silencing out? Are you muting? <laughs> you purchase games like you normally would, but with a twist, you. No, I fucked it up. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you, you missed a good. You missed a big opportunity. You could have done this like with a person with Tourette's and then lost us more of an audience. But uh, okay. oh god! Oh my god! I put the headphones on poor baby Kitla and it scared him. You choose what part goes to the publisher: to humble bundle or to Damox pockets. Uh, you can give it all to charity if you want to. <laughs> Or none of it goes to Damon. Your call. Throw that question mark. Partner equals DNA Podcast at the end of your humble bundle link before you buy to let them know we sent you that way. So far this month, we have raised $18.82 for charity. Nice lady. Though our partnership with Humble Bundle. Well, that's just that R there. Wait. Fuck. Yeah. Got it. Nailed it. Fuck you guys. Oh my god. Well, there goes there. Well, there goes our Humble Bundle money to can give to charity. Uh, <laughs> oh, look. God damn it. Do you like anime? Because we like anime. Join us every Sunday night at 19:30 Eastern Standard Time for Anime Night hosted by Zyberblood. I think he's actually going to be around for this one. Our current anime is Hajimo no Ippo and I think we're on episode like 48 or 49 now. I probably should have marked down what episode we made it to. Like an idiot, I didn't. Um, check out our good friends. Ah, just check them out. We got TPC Gamers. We got Geek Squash. Yeah, do Gamers. Fucking check them all out. When you paused, I thought you were about to say it. Because <laughs> you paused, I was like, yeah, that's right. Probably no friends anymore after the last you show. You know, I'll be surprised if anybody wants to associate with us, to be perfectly honest. Hey. Hey, Gina. Who, who the hell? Who's that? Hey, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, those hey. guys are on the show. No, no, don't remember it. Hey, Cecil, I'm in the inbox right now. Something just came in from Humble Bundle. It said our partnership has ended. Oh. Oh, damn it. Damn it all the hell. Thanks, Damoc. I got to screw that up. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork. Check him out at morganbs.com. You can email us at gnapodcast at gnandyourdna.one with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. We want to hear from you. Um, also, check out our website at... I have the headphones off. To, What's who's, happening? Who's supposed to have the website? No, seriously, my headphones are off. There it is. God damn it. Or gnapodcast, as always. Were you muted or something? Because I just heard, like, the tail end yeah, of that shit. Yeah, I sure were muted him. <laughs> <laughs> Go to .com. Go find something. <laughs> oh, man. we got to fix some of those website things. Oh, God. In a whims. In a whims. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Have a good night. Good night. Wait, is this thing on? Damn fucking AI, I know I'm under assault.